0: to the hallmarkies podcast and we're really excited today we have with us the director and star of the new film on hbo max the new film holiday harmony we have annalise sapiro and director sean paul piccino here with us today and thank you both so much for coming on the podcast
1: thanks for having us we're excited to be here
0: (laughs) yeah we're so glad to have you both here we like to do with new guests is get introduced to you and so if you could tell us all a little bit about uh about yourself and how you got started both in directing and acting what about you Annalise why don't you go first
1: okay well I'm born and raised in New York I'm still here in New York so I feel like growing up here has kind of introduced me to the whole creative arts world I've always been surrounded by it with going to shows in New York and and um, going to dance shows and music performances. Um, but it started in elementary school. My mom realized I had a singing voice and so she encouraged me to join the school choir. And then when I got to middle school, I started studying Shakespeare and had my first uh, private local teacher who changed my life. She really uh, was the one who helped me find my voice uh, singing but also kind of <laughs> in life you know. Um, and then when I got to high school, I started doing the stage productions. I got to do Oklahoma, and Cabaret, where I played the lead roles there. And that kind of solidified for me the decision, hmm, I'm kind of good at this. Maybe I can <laughs> make a career out of it. So it just made sense to go and get my BFA um, from Montclair State University in musical theater. And I studied there all four years. And and that led me to get um, my agents and for the professional world, and the rest is history. I started doing um, regional theater across the country. I actually lived in Utah for seven months in um, uh, at Tuacon Performing Arts Center, which is Southern Utah. I don't know if you if you know about it. Yeah, but, Saint um, George. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh god, it was gorgeous. It was stunning. <laughs> so I did cool. not know what to expect going there. It looked like Mars. It was the most gorgeous <laughs> red rocks. It yeah. was awesome. But I, stay, I stayed uh, there for seven months doing Cinderella and the Prince of nice. Egypt and it was amazing. And then um, yeah. I kind of made my transition. Yeah, it was so cool. I kind of made my transition into to, uh, film and TV pretty quickly after that. And um, that's what I've been mainly focusing on the past five years, but I still love theater. That's where my home is at.
0: That's so cool. Oh man, mm-hmm. I have lots of questions about that, but Sean, uh,
2: what about you? how did you get started? Well, I, uh, man, I didn't know all of that about Annalise. That's really cool. I those shows, too. Those are such cool shows to do. Oh, that's cool. Um, and I'm just thinking about the sets and stuff on those. But I grew up in the theater as well. I, I, my dad uh, is a drama professor, always retired now, but uh, he directed several plays a year, produced Shakespeare in the Park, uh, was the head of the, the drama department at the uh, university that he taught at. So, um, you know, I grew up in that world and my mom was such a supporter of the arts, obviously with her husband. And then I was on stage at age five and by, I think it was 10 or 11, I was helping, you know, backstage building sets and all that stuff. Um, so, uh, and then my dad brought home a camera from the college that he worked at and, you know, just kind of gave it to me and said, you know i feel like you'd be creative with this and do something and so i took my toys and did stop motion animation and then uh, i also kind of did like almost weird like special effects experiments you know like i took these old he-man and gi joes and like tried to recreate like scenes from uh raiders of the lost ark and uh and all that kind of stuff and then uh at 16 i started um very randomly but I I started directing commercials for local mom and pop shops so um, I was I'm always one of those people I had like five jobs at once I just like being busy that way and one of the jobs was a stereo shop and uh, the owner wanted to do some commercials so he kind of got all the employees together and and we just shouted out ideas (laughs) basically for commercials and I had this idea that that the owner and myself would do um dress up as hans and franz which was a snl skit that was uh, popular in the 80s and 90s and uh, basically dressing up like arnold schwarzenegger and uh and they did this thing we're gonna pump you up and so i said we can pump up people's stereos and the owner loved it so we dressed up like total idiots and did these commercials and they did really well for them and so the person who made the commercial at the time he came back and said hey we can't believe how good this commercial is doing uh you know could you help us make some more commercials and the owner of the store he very kindly said it wasn't me it was this 16 year old kid and so he's like well I'm not trying to poach your 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 employee but would he mind helping us come up with some creative for other people and uh, and he's like, oh yeah, do it, do it. And so he approached me and I said, sure, I'll help you. And then that turned into us literally going to every mom and pop shop in town and pitching. I pitched the craziest ideas and cause I was 16. I didn't care. And people went for him. I don't still to this day. I don't know why they went for what they did, but it was a really fun, creative process. And I did about 30 commercials around town and everything from, I played, I acted in them, I filmed them, I edited them and I did uh like the Crocodile Hunter. I did a Rain Man commercial where I played both characters. It was my first visual effects shot ever. Was a split screen. And I even did the thing like the one will pass the thing to the other person and pick it up and so it was all this grand experiments and How and do you was, know how to do that? I just just self taught and No and, way. Yeah, That's just cool. experimenting and Um, but anyway, so I did that. And then by, I think it was 19 or something, I moved down to Southern California to kind of, I didn't even know what I was going to do, to be honest with you. Film school was never even a thing in my mind. Uh, I didn't end up going to film school, but, but, uh, you know, if I had known more, what I knew, like maybe I would have tried that, you know, I don't know, but, uh, moved down here and, and, um, And uh, the rest is kind of history. As Annalise was saying, I I started doing short films and and uh, more commercials. I did more commercials and music videos and, you know, all that fun stuff. Uh, But then I I kind of diverged a little bit because I went into the stunt world uh, and that was because I trained martial arts my whole life. And so I got pulled on by a friend who said, hey, we need some more guys that can do martial arts. So come on down with doing a short film. And it was actually a paid short film. Was, I got paid really well to do that, and um, especially at the time. But uh, just luckily for me, the stunt coordinator asked if any of us had choreography experience. And I had done stuff for my martial arts dojos. So I'm like, well, I've done some, some live events where I've helped choreograph. So let me see what you got. And I did some stuff. He goes, that's really good. And then he called me for the next job and then called me for the next job and would have me he actually, the same gentleman, his name is Noel Vega. We've probably done 50 plus projects together over the years. Everything from wow. film to video games to uh, you know music videos, TV shows. And he is responsible for my very first stunt coordination gig and also my very first like legit directing on television gig. So I owe wow. both of them to him. Um, that's
0: really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That just shows what uh, the value of just that one connection. I just feel like that must be the hardest part is like making that like first kind of and getting that first booking, getting that first yeah. gig and then going from there. And you need somebody that's going to give you a chance, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Them. And it's also that this business, you know, you hear the old adage, it's, it's all who, you know, well, it really is. I mean, that is, That's how a lot of business works. It's if you get to know somebody and then they want to hire you and then you do a good job for them, they want to hire you again. And it's those relationships that you build. This entire business is relationships. So when they say networking is important, it's the most important thing. Um, And also putting in the good work and hard work and, you know, all all those things are important. Having some talent also helps and, (laughs) and, uh, um, but, uh, but again, I've seen incredibly talented people fizzle out of the business because they didn't have that fortitude to stick it out and really, you know, uh, uh, make this their everything, you know, yeah. because really you have to do that. You have to be uh, just so dedicated and, and uh, at least in the experience with the people that I've seen 10 years into the career, 20 years now for myself. I see some of the same people that are still doing it and they're having bigger and bigger successes. It's like, Oh, Hey, I remember you back when we first, Mm -hmm. you're still here, you know, but there's a good 60, 70% of those people back when we started don't, they aren't still in the business, you know? So it's, it's a tough business, but, uh, you know, yeah.
0: We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Calling all Pride and Prejudice fans, Lizzie Shane, the award-winning author of the Pine Hollow series, has a brand new small town romance on the shelves. And this time it has a Jane Austen twist. In Pride and Puppies, a Jane Austen fan struggling to find her modern day Mr. Darcy decides to swear off men and adopt an adorable puppy, only to find herself catching feelings for her sweet, not at all Darcious neighbor. Lizzie Shane's Pine Hollow series has been called an irresistible blend of heart, humor, and a whole lot of puppy love. Don't miss Pride and Puppies, available now wherever books are sold. To learn more, visit www.lizzieshane.com or use our affiliate link in the description. That's lizzyshane.com. So Annalise, how did you first get involved in Holiday Harmony? Did you send in a self-tape or did they come to you? How did that work?
1: Good old audition um, (laughs) came came into my email and um, I read it immediately and and I read it in one sitting and I loved the script. I I loved the the musical aspect of it, being a singer and having music be a part of my whole life was, um, that was really special to me for the script. And um, also I had never gotten the opportunity in my career yet to play a romantic lead. Um, it doesn't come around often, uh, sad to say for, for, for people who who look like me. So, um, I, I was immediately like, oh my God, this would be a dream come true on so many different levels. Um, so I sent in my self tape, just hoping for the best. (laughs) And I remember, um, yeah. and, And for the, for the self tape, we had to sing, um, a song of our choice and, and, um, I sang, um, the song, Alaska. And I uh, sang like kind of a different version than the original song. It was more of a, a, a kind of a piano version rather than the pop version that we're used to. And I just crossed my fingers. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, about a month later, I think I found out I had a callback with Sean and with Lauren and Ollie, the executive producers and writer. Um, and that was that was what happened. I think a few days, a few days later, maybe or a week later, I found out I got the role and mm-hmm. I was just praying. You I, freak was praying. Out? I remember Praying that whole weekend, yeah, I did freak out. I I did. My agents called me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I just remember being so grateful, and I was so excited, and I was nervous because it was my first time being a lead of a feature length film. But um, more than anything, I was really excited, um, especially to work with this group of people. So, yeah.
0: so mm-hmm. how how early were you involved in this project, Sean?
2: Um, early, I, early on, or right the inception? Yeah. Uh, okay. It, the idea was already there and they were working on the script. Um, lovely gentleman, uh, Chris Harville, wrote the script and he knew Ali Afshar, our executive producer. Um, and uh, uh, his daughter, Morgan, was um, doing a cameo in one of my other movies called That's a More. And so that's when, like we were at lunch and Ali was like, hey, you know, Morgan's uh, dad's writing the script and it's really cool and blah, 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 you know, giving the spiel. And so then I started talking with Morgan and she gave me more detail. And I'm like, this sounds like a really cool concept because the script wasn't done at that time. They kind of had an outline and, uh, and they said, would you be interested in directing it? And I'm like, I love, I love the musical aspect because I'm such a music, uh, nut myself, but, uh, you know, so it kind of was born there. And then once they started getting into the script, um, you know, they're like, Hey, I think this is going to go. And so I, I got more involved at that point with my kind of input into the script, and and then we had brought on creative producers from uh, Warner Brothers and HBO and all that stuff. So, but when when Annalise um, sent in that tape, you know that entire month going by without you hearing, it's always so interesting uh, what, what's going on behind the scenes, right? Well, Annalise's tape, I'll just tell you, was at the top of the list from the the, the moment she sent it in. So. Um, you know, not only were we impressed with how natural and just, you know, her, the, the charisma that comes from her, we, we could instantly tell from this tape, like uh, not only could she lead the film, but she will, she, she's just relatable to, to, to you know, she's just, just so relatable. So like, there's a kindness that comes through. So even in a frustrating situation that we're gonna put her character in, we knew that those elements would, would shine through. And so we were elated with, with the acting portion of it. And then you go, okay, well, can she sing? And, and I don't think I knew about West Side Story or, any, or certainly any of the, 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 you know, I knew musical theater, but not seeing anything on that. And so, uh, and then we heard her singing portion. We're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And everybody unanimously agreed. So it wasn't just myself and Lauren, which of course we championed uh, you from the get-go, but it was also Allie and then the casting director and then the, the, uh, Warner brothers executives, we were all like top of the list, mm-hmm. top. Of the list. And, oh. uh, you know, of course we have to go through a lot more stuff. We had to see a lot more tapes and it's just countless tapes are coming in, coming in, but guess what? Annalise is there. And oh, here's a two and here's a three. She didn't move the whole time. Number one spot, which That's is, so cool. that, you know, Aww. meant, meant to be, you know, and, uh, um, And, uh, you know, finding Jeremy Sumter was actually the opposite. We, like, found him right at the end. And he kind of, just by his personal personality and charisma, he kind of jumped up to that number one spot and kind of bumped some other people down, who were wonderful. They were all amazing actors, would have done amazing with it. There was just something about, you know... Uh, what he would bring to that character, and also how the charisma with Annalise was, because at that point we mm-hmm. knew Annalise is it. We we you know we're like, why are we keep auditioning? We've got the gal, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it was. We,
0: this was yeah. originally from the get-go going to be part of HBO Max. That was the.
2: Uh, not not that initial you know when they first brought up the project. No. Uh, okay. But When it came back, when I signed on. Yes, mm-hmm. it was it, when I officially signed the dotted line, because it was basically like a, you know, yeah, hand and do the handshake. <laughs> um, uh, that's the kind of deals I do with uh, with Allie and ESX Entertainment. Like, are you going to do this movie for me? Oh, yeah, I'm going to do the movie for you. He goes, okay, great. And that's all he needs. You <laughs> <know>. <laughs> but when I officially signed on the dotted line, uh, then we knew, yeah, it was going to be an, a partnership with Warner Brothers, uh, WB Pictures, and the wonderful team there. And, uh, and HBO Max, uh, mm-hmm. which we're really excited about. We, the company as a whole, we did three movies for them. Uh, I just directed this one, but uh, so it was a really great deal um, that ally made with doing a three picture deal with, with HBO Max, which was, which was you know, a fantastic opportunity. And we had, I think we had, I don't know if it was eight or nine movies already on Netflix. So we had a really nice relationship with Netflix. Um, but we hadn't done anything with, uh, with, uh, HBO yet. So it was, um, yeah, it was real exciting to get yeah. to work with that team as well. That's
0: really cool. So this one is a little bit longer than the TV movies. So did you yeah. have longer, a longer shoot than those? Or is it still uh, like yeah. 15 days? Yeah,
2: yeah, we did. We actually had 20 days on this, which was, which was really fantastic in a lot of ways. It was, I think we had 20 days. Did we have 20 days? Cause you were like on every it a, day.
1: It was a month and a week. Pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah, like yeah, a month and a week, yeah.
2: Well, that's, that's oh, so that's that's
0: right. longer a month and a week. That's like forty days.
1: Because the no, time that well, we well, were in LA for iHeartRadio was about four days, right? Three days.
2: Um, we only shot the one day though. I so guess you you're right. Yeah, days, it, was, it was twenty. So we do five on two off. Mm-hmm. So in a month and a week, it's not that's not all shoot days, right? So yeah. and so Annalise we brought in uh, early because she had to do all the pre-recording of the songs Mm -hmm. and here's another thing I want to and I said this on an interview the other day about Annalise a lot Mm -hmm. of the songs there it's the first take that she did in the recording booth so what you're you're hearing I didn't know that (laughs) yeah a lot of those are literally your first take and to be honest we only did like two takes on some of them so yeah just mind boggling. And, and by the way, I also said this, that wonderful uh, sound engineer at the studio that we're at. Um, I was in the booth with him. I was in the, the engineering booth with him and we're looking at each other. Annalise is in the sound booth doing her thing and we can't, there's no direct line of sight the way his studio is set up. And uh, you know, and we're in a soundproofed uh, room. Uh, she's in a soundproof. We're also in a soundproofed room. So him and I were going, Oh my God. We're like looking <laughs> at each other and goes, she is fantastic. You know, we're, we're just having this thing back and forth, just both blown away. And, and he has recorded absolute legends. Like who are remember Annalise, we were looking at some of the people he's recorded. It's like my yeah. mom who he's had in there. I mean, everyone from, from uh, um, Willie Nelson to like, um who is some, some of those like blues. I can't artists. remember.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was,
2: you know, you're going absolute legends have recorded here and, legends, right and this guy who's worked with all those legends is turning to me, Annalise and going, she is phenomenal. Like eyes wide. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh.
2: Oh. We knew we were doing something magical right in that moment. Like I did, I was doing the pinch me thing going, this is, you know, hopefully other people like it, but I knew yeah. right in there that I Certainly was going to like yeah. uh, what we were creating together.
0: Well, the music oh. was a real strength of the movie because it, it was so good. And I was just curious because you have original songs in here, plus there's the standards. And it singing something like "Poor Wayfaring Stranger" is that kind of intimidating because it is such a like such a big song.
1: Gosh, yeah, it is intimidating with you know with Johnny Cash and other legendary people covering the song. I was just kind of excited to put my spin on it. Um, so I kind of let that fuel me. I was, I think uh-huh. I was more excited, more excited than nervous to just, to just, to just dive into it. Um, but I remember we, we were like fighting for that song, Sean and I. <laughs> uh,
2: and, and by the way, that is one of the ones that's, that's mostly the first take that's in that. What is that,
1: it? Oh that, gosh, I didn't know.
2: <laughs> that's nice. and, oh. we, and we were looking at each other, that's again, the audio engineer is like, what like oh Mm. my god like like uh uh, goosebumps when we were hearing that um oh
1: thank you uh,
2: yeah no we fought for that song and and that song is that it was um uh we were fighting for it to go in another spot in the film um but but I think very brilliantly some of our creative partners went I think it would be better in this spot and Annalise and I just loved the song and your version of the song I think we were just like it's so good like we've got and the, to, message, yeah. the message the message
1: of, of you know sorry yeah.
2: go ahead. I just say I don't think we necessarily were so stuck on where it should go I think we were just like right it should just be in the movie and then when they they're like no at first we thought we're I thought they were just saying no we're not we're not going to use the song and um but then they're like no what if it's at the karaoke bar and the more I thought about it I'm like it's perfect there. It's perfect to go there. And so that's one of those things, you know, the collaboration, uh, you know, brought it into, to where exactly where it needed to be.
0: Well, right. it made a lot of sense for the character because obviously she is literally that a yeah. Yeah. Stranger. a
1: wayfaring stranger.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so it yeah. made sense for the
2: character.
1: What was supposed, what was the song that was supposed to be karaoke? I can't even remember now.
2: I know, I know. I can't remember. <laughs> But, it just um,
1: it doesn't make it it's, to me. It's like, no, that makes the most sense. What other yeah, song would have yeah.
2: gone there? Yeah. yeah. One, one of those things, you know, sometimes it's, it's uh, you know, when you get all these different creative people flowing, it, it changes stuff for maybe what you first thought it was going to be. But mm-hmm. in many cases, it, it just makes it even better, you know?
0: Right. So Annalise, when you get paired with Jeremy, uh, is there anything that you did to kind of make that chemistry work or build it?
1: I, I, honestly think from the moment he got on zoom it the chemistry was already there naturally um and i think it i mean i i i believe that it's either it's there or it's not and it and mm-hmm. it was there um from the moment we met via zoom but when we got there i think we had gotten each other's numbers maybe from sean so we texted a little bit before we got to petaluma um and talked a little bit about you know getting to know each other in the roles and then we all stayed in the same hotel for this shoot, which was the most fun ever. It was like a summer camp. Um, and we never wanted to be away from each other, all of us. <laughs> we would come back from these long shoot dates and still want to hang out by the bar downstairs and sing and, and just talk about the day uh, or what's to come. It was a um, really
2: cool lobby, wasn't it? It, it was, was like, a
1: really cool lobby.
2: Yeah, so it was we, like half Anna, restaurant,
1: half bar, half lounge.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was like a lounge. So we, Annalise and I, would would uh, you know practice guitars after long days of shooting it was so interesting you know or or, or we would just jam and have fun we would play some some you know tom petty and some what else did we play we lady played gaga <laughs> <laughs> we did a lady gaga yeah song. i don't know if i did that song justice but you you certainly could you sing did. that uh, oh. but uh, yeah so we we would and and the people at the hotel were so cool because it was kind of like it was just our film crew there. So, uh, you know, I thought at first, oh, maybe we're going to be annoying people by playing guitars late at night here. But they we we didn't. And, they loved and it. They loved it. And it was a really, <laughs> really fun experience. And they had a pool and jacuzzi and all that stuff, too. So sometimes the crew out there swimming and, you know, it, yeah. it really was summer camp. And um, But yes, I just loved it. Well.
0: If you uh, if you do holiday harmony too uh, let me be executive producer <laughs> that sounds <Yeah>. fun
1: yes <laughs> but jeremy i mean he's he was he was the best scene partner but also uh, such a great friend off camera um and we had a lot of fun working together which is what i think translated on screen Um, and his wife, Liz was there during our shoots and we all became really close with her as well. And, and, and him and I would study lines the night before. So we, we created a really good bond, um, which, which made everything really comfortable. Yeah. So how did
2: Brooke Shields become involved? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I was, I texted you Annalise when we, when it was official, I was like, OMG, we got Brooke Shields. I think you were, you you were like sending some crazy emojis, uh, when we found my jaw
1: dropped. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was, you know, um, I think Ali Afshar kind of had this idea. I don't know exactly the inception of, you know, let's let's offer it to, to Brooke Shields, but I know our partners at Warner Brothers certainly helped facilitate getting the script to her. And um and uh, you know, certainly I don't think it's a role that she's ever been offered. Um, you know, a car mechanic and and yeah. uh, alpaca wrangler. I think the <laughs> Um, which I've heard her say on some of her press tour, she's she's yeah. brought those two things really. She was like, car mechanic, alpaca wrangler. Okay, I'm in. You know, like sign me I, up. It's exciting uh, to 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 number one, not be playing a role that she would you know typically be offered. Um, I know she's done some different stuff too. It's not just always the same roles, but but I think this certainly uh, hit some you know check marks that. Uh, Checks some boxes that she doesn't normally um, get to play. So, and you know, she really is kind of that center. Uh, she's the guiding light of the movie. Um, she takes these two kind of lost souls and helps them uh, heal enough to, so that they can find each other. You know what I mean? Without giving away too much uh, in yeah. this very uh, mysteriously plotted uh, uh,
3: holiday movie. <laughs> As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers.
0: So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it.
3: Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more.
0: That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies.
2: <laughs> I think most people, most people know where these movies are going, but that's kind of the yeah. fun of
0: Right. Well, it yeah. had to be fun working with the kids. And was that in in our recap? I said that I bet the number of kids was shortened via because of COVID. Was that correct, or was I totally wrong?
2: Um. Yeah. I mean, there's those parameters, and there's also you know just thinking about um, time constraints, the filming day. Um. Mm-hmm. You have to have uh, uh the student teachers. Um. You know all of those yeah because
0: six kids i was thinking i can understand why they're thinking of closing down this this program yeah.
2: that was part, <laughs> right. of the, part of the story as well but we did in the early early on to so like 10 kids like what should yeah. it be and then we for story-wise it made sense for it to be very small because of canceling the program but that was also in that process we were also thinking yeah you know you, you have to have x amount of studio teachers you can only you know kids you can't work 12 hour days right so there's all those things to consider and so we kind of landed around that number uh, based on that and you, then you get more screen time for each kid so it's it's a win win really in that way mm-hmm. um so uh and we got when i say we got lucky th- these this gotcha. kids are so great so amazing. all of them were so so good and so professional and so easy to work with and mm-hmm. you know uh, you hear all the time, don't work with kids and animals, or you hear, you know, some weird adage about yeah. that. Like <laughs> right. I haven't experience, you know, a lot of yeah. times kids are such brilliant actors and they, they are fearless, you know? And, um, and, uh, I, I just really feel like we got so blessed with every single person in this movie and, and we felt it, we felt it on the, on the, you know, we don't know how their movies are going to do. We, we have no delusion to grandeur that they're going to chop the charts in the world. Like we've been so crazy lucky uh, to have happen with this movie. Um, We're, we're, as we're recording this, we're number four in the world. And this is literally almost, almost three full weeks released. I think it's three tomorrow or the next day that's, in, that's incredible to me that we're still in the top 10 at all. And we were number six yesterday. So I go, okay, you know, we're slowly kind of moved down and woke up this morning. We're four again. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. You know, uh, uh, you know, I always, um, whenever we release a movie, I'm always like, just let it trend, you know, uh, let it trend for a day, you know, uh, just at least that way. We know that somebody has watched it, you know what I mean? So my- I will- praying for that I'm like just let us get on the popular list or or trend for for just even a little bit because then it's like all these people that work so hard we know that that some that an audience has watched it you know yeah. and uh it, it's always just it's uh crazy to think about when when it goes in top tens and in one country let alone this was like you know 40 50 countries around the world that, that it, it would top the charts which just like yeah it's just that's uh, great i mean there's so much competition
0: that that's incredible
2: so much and a lot of them are great Mm -hmm. a lot of them are really really good and so you just like yeah that's why i'm saying i'm just praying i'm like just trend please just just (laughs) a little bit you know and uh yeah so this is the best we the 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 top we're at is number two in the world um at that point we were number one in 20 countries which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. uh top 10 like I said in over 40 um and uh and we were also did we hit number one or two in the U.S. I can't remember I mean sorry not I think number we one, did two or three yeah I think, I think it, was it was
1: two yeah yeah
2: mm-hmm. so in the U.S. We did really well and as yeah. well and so you know it's just a uh such a blessing and and you know I uh you know the goal is always we just hope it finds its audience you know yeah
1: yeah, you so, just hope that people watch it watch it and somebody can resonate with it. And we've yeah. been getting so many nice messages of the story resonating with people. So that's all you can hope for. You know, we
0: both really enjoyed it. Did did you, Annalise? Did you want to take that car, um, that van, uh, home yeah. with you?
1: So funny. No, I loved that van. And I wish I could have learned to drive it for real. <laughs> That's the, but I think it was, it was a little too dangerous for them to try and it teach was, me um, to drive it.
2: <laughs> very tricky van to drive. I mean, obviously the van itself was, was it, it was a care. I mean, it got a name. So it was definitely a character, um, Jewel. Okay. Um, uh, but Jewel was a, a very, very awesome van that we were lucky enough to get uh, or bus that we were lucky enough to get, uh, for the shoot, and our amazing production designer and art team really decorated, it, made it, made it, uh, um, you know, the jewel that it is. Uh, but
1: yeah, it was it, amazing.
2: It, it needed some some more engine and brake work, I think, <laughs> enough to let Annalise uh, drive it for real. So we did the process trailer stuff, and and we had uh, you know uh, professional drivers um, driving it for those kind of uh, exterior scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, And of course the crash sequence, um, Yeah, which we didn't really crash it. Of course, it's all just (laughs) movie magic. What's Uh, so funny
1: is that after the premiere, I went to Santa Monica and um, I was walking around gift shops and I went into a gift shop and I found, I kid you not, a little identical jewel, a little, it was like a little figurine and I bought it. I was so excited. And then I left it at the hotel. Um, Oh no. Oh, and so now I've been trying to make like a, a shipment label to send to the hotel so that they can mail it to me. It was um, the exact little bus. I, I, I got out a
2: picture of this thing. So if you do get it, send me a picture. I will. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: so Annalise, I really loved your hair in oh, the <laughs> movie as fellow curly hair warrior. Uh, oh. I really enjoyed it. But then when they, that was, I radio people. I mean, they're well, They're hilarious. like putting like spikes on your jacket and you've got like the I straight know. hair.
1: Like, what are they doing? <laughs> I know they changed it up. And I think that, I mean, we went so drastic because they wanted the change to be so drastic. But I, but yeah. you know, before we started filming, I had, you know, hair and makeup um, and wardrobe meetings via Zoom. And our amazing hairstylist, Misha, I, I spoke to her and um, I had expressed how important it was for me to have my hair natural. Um, and then to my wonderful surprise, everybody on the team also was like, oh no, we want your hair natural as well. So yeah, I was just, was, I was really excited.
2: That was early on too, where like we got to let that hair rock. We love Yeah. Loved- yeah. <laughs>
1: it's really good.
2: It's really good. Thank
0: uh, you. So what would you say, Sean, is the hardest part about being a director? You have so many different balls in the air when you're a director.
2: Yeah, I think it's um uh the toughest thing is just to, to you know, uh, stay positive and, and um, you know, let everybody know that you, you're, you have that confidence to, to keep the boat, you know, afloat, you're steering the ship. And, uh, you know, there is, there's a lot of pressure on you. There's a lot of money, you know, even at the budget level we're at, we're still talking about a lot of money. Um, And so, you know, those kind of pressures can be really tough. And, and there's uh, certainly on the more, you know, independent uh, film, uh, you know, levels, it's, um, uh, there's a lot to do every day, there's no such thing as an easy day. You know, and you know the bigger budget films. You 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 see schedules where they are shooting for three months and stuff like that. And of course, they have much bigger fish to fry and special effects and and all those kinds of things. But still, in the even in a twenty day shoot, it can be. Um, uh, actually, I think we only had eighteen days. Now that I'm thinking of it, but even even on a, an eighteen day shoot, it is um, it is a lot to do in a little time. Uh, and so that's probably the the toughest thing is just juggling all of that and and trying to make your days because we don't have the the luxury of going, "Oh, we'll just add a day to the schedule, you know. Mm-hmm. so it is uh, it is a tricky thing.
0: So Annalise, when you know you have sort of an emotional day of shooting, how do you kind of prepare mentally for that?
1: Mm. Um, what's so what's so hard is that um, you never film chronologically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, versus a play where maybe the big emotional moment is at the end of act two, and you've right. been building up this momentum to get there. And it makes sense in your head as the character and as, as myself playing the role that now we're here and emotionally um, it, it, you feel more prepared to get there. A lot of the time for film and TV you are shooting the happiest moment ever. And then right after you're shooting a devastating scene. Um, So I think it's just understanding where the character's mindset is at the time. um, And also uh, having conversations with the director and the creative team and understanding um, you know, what we're trying to achieve together. Um, But it also helps having an amazing scene partner as well who you can feel open emotionally with and and vulnerable with. Um, But it, I mean, maybe it's really easy for other actors. For me, it's not something that comes as a piece of cake to always get somewhere emotionally. So I think um, um, knowing what you need, you know, um, knowing that you might need to take a step back and go somewhere by yourself and kind of um, zone in or or if that means staying with your scene partner and talking things out with your scene partner. Um, But I think most importantly, it's understanding where your character's at and um navigating where you are at in the story
0: yeah i think that yeah. would be challenging
1: yeah it is <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, a lot, it of way, is. a lot of ways that's you know uh, that's uh, i really do feel for actors because it's like wait a minute what we're doing you know we're doing this scene at the top of the top of the movie this is like the climax of the movie or this is right. a mo- climax of the movie and and i have to just be like trust me it's all gonna work out you know
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And,
2: and the actors have to just kind of blindly trust that hopefully you know we will put this thing together and it's all gonna make sense so i know mm-hmm. that i we, i saw that uh, in an interview with tom hardy talking about um uh mad max fury road where you know uh frank miller was not frank miller is that his name maybe it is frank miller the director mm-hmm. kind of a lot his head and so as the actors they didn't know what it was going to be or what it was going to look like or where it was story-wise they were just you know oh my gosh and just giving over complete control like that is really difficult and uh, it was a red carpet interview with with Tom Hardy and he's like I didn't understand or trust what he was doing and I feel like a fool because this is amazing you know and uh, so even somebody on that level, on a project that big, there's still those challenges. I, I find that really, you know, uh, interesting. And, and I can see it from, from the actor's perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, George, for, George Miller. Sorry. George Miller, thank you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and for our, our shoot, I think our first day of filming, or at least first two days, was the big kind of romantic scene with, not kind of, the big romantic scene with me and Jeremy, and then the fight scene right after that. And we were kind of like, great, nice to meet you. Let's yeah. get going, <laughs> you know? And yeah, yeah. I think that might've been the best way to do it just to kind of just get into it, you Jump know?
2: First, you know, um, we did the same thing to, to Riley Dandy and Isaac Rossi. They're oh, really li- Isaac's first scene in, in the movie That's a more that we did it that came out in the summer um, or in August, um, I guess that's still summer. No. um literally his first scene was their love scene so wow. yeah
0: I, I i was just talking <laughs> about this with natasha wilson the, the last week that it seems like that that is almost always the case it seems like they uh, i've talked to enough actors at this point where they seem like they often film the kiss the big kiss or the love scene that first day and i wonder if that's just kind of a way to sort of break the ice and there's like an energy there maybe
2: or I, For us, it was just purely the way it worked out scheduling, but I think what does make sense, and and I can certainly see people doing this on purpose, is that nervous energy Mm -hmm. about is beautiful, especially if it's a love scene that is their first time, right, or a kiss, their first kiss. That nervous energy translates. It's very human, and it's it's Mm -hmm. so relatable. It's not, you know, it's not just this perfect thing. It's you see the nerves on both sides and the hesitation and like, how are we going to kiss each other? And, you know, when you're telling a story of this is the first time these people are connecting that way, it, it works out pretty beautifully. And uh, so I can certainly see it being, you know, maybe a sneaky producer tool to, uh, to arrange <laughs> But I know on on this and some that more that was not a plan we didn't set up oh let's do this first to the actors it was just purely how yeah. how the schedule ended up working out
0: right well I'm curious what both of you think the movie is trying to say about social media because it is kind of a theme throughout the movie about whether it's good or bad or whether they should stop using it and then they do use it and uh what did you think Annalise about that
1: wow I think that's, that's a good question um well, I think that uh, with Gail, uh, her being so attached to her phone and her, her community online and her fans and her followers who, who've been watching her journey, her musical journey so far, um, it, what am I trying to say? I think finally when, when she had no choice but to let that go, she was able to make a lot of meaningful relationships in, in, in Harmony Springs, which um, growing up she wasn't used to that you know she didn't come from a stable home she didn't come uh, with, come from a, a family who she could lean on or um, a lot of meaningful relationships so I think with, with social media, I think one of the messages might be that if you step away for a second and, and, and allow yourself to kind of look around might create really wonderful memories and relationships. Um, That's just one of them. I have to keep, go ahead, Sean. I have to think of more. I'm
2: like, (laughs) it's, it's, it really is. It's about social media. Yes. Can be a powerful tool, especially for businesses and, and, you know uh, you know, the entertainment business, it can be a very powerful and positive tool uh, to build your career, but you also can't let it Overconsume consume you. You can't let it take you over because you will miss a lot in life. And it's good to unplug every once in a while, like we saw. So I think that is right. is, the message, is Don't let social media be your end all be all don't let it oh, just don't let it completely consume you. Um, but it's not bad as a, as a tool, certainly to network and certainly to, to help build a career and stay in connection with family and friends. But don't let it consume you completely.
1: And also like, don't, don't um, allow it to influence you so much in a negative way where, where you find yourself changing yourself from who you are at your core. Um, yeah. And I feel like a lot of social media is some people putting up a front or a mask or a facade of who they are. Um, but I think more and more now, we're embracing people's differences and people aren't as afraid to show their authentic selves, which is um, really refreshing and a positive thing now yeah i can yeah. see that
0: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. was uh, sean was it at all a struggle figuring out how to end the movie in the when you, you're since you evolved from the beginning and uh, figuring out kind of what do where do we want her character to end up uh and because i i even saw some people on letterbox saying oh she gave up her career in singing for a man she barely knew and i was like i don't agree with that at all uh, and uh, but figuring out that spot to kind of end her character was that hard at all
2: yeah well and and, you know in a lot of ways we don't think we don't see it as an end and of course i'm not just talking about sequels which we certainly would love to do yeah
1: Um,
2: but uh, (laughs) and and we have ideas they're already (laughs) brewing um but uh you know it was um she doesn't give it up at all and if and if you're you're uh if you watch the the scene at the very very end, she's won several awards, like Billboard awards. So mm-hmm. we show that on the wall, and you see her now. She's got a nice recording microphone in her little studio. Previously Parker Studio, but now we're implying that it is Annalise or not Annalise. It is Annalise's studio. <laughs> Gail Studio. Um, yeah. Yeah, Gail Studio, and you know, but but by just purely seeing that. She has continued to record and pursue her career and won awards and had support, you know, because there's iHeart right on one of those awards. So she's continued to have support. And and I just want to clarify, it's not iHeart that is that is having these wanting to change her personality or her persona. It's actually a record label. So I just want to clarify, we're not saying that uh-huh. i. Heart, so Amy and they there they are iHeart representation in the movie and oh, the other okay. wonderful they are a unnamed record label that is trying to you know do their thing with with gail but you know uh and that's why then amy comes in and says no stay true to yourself and and uh, i love that scene by the way yeah. and yeah. Uh, so awesome to work with too both of them were just such dolls and they were so mm-hmm. excited to be acting in a movie because it was both their first movies which i find so hard to believe they, they killed had- it I- yeah I- yeah they I- I- did nobody- how come nobody has tried to put them in a movie before? I'm like, come on people. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but anyways, that was just so wonderful to get to to work with them. And, and uh, just that whole experience with them was a blast. But um, yeah, so I think, you know, for us, it doesn't stop her. She's just doing it in her own way. And, and that's a, a beautiful thing. It's, it's better that way. And, yeah. and with, I think we're also saying with today's technology and even Social media it allows her to do her music and still get it out there. Uh, in even if she lives in a small town in in you know Oklahoma, um, she can still pursue her dream and also, you know, enjoy a place she now calls home.
0: Yeah, you don't have mm-hmm. to be in Nashville or
3: or Los yeah. Angeles or whatever yeah. it might be.
0: We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmark Smart Store.
3: Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable Hardy or Hallmarky in your life?
0: What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party?
3: Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store.
0: Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics and more.
3: You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs and more.
0: And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more.
3: Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love.
0: There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description.
3: That's teepublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies.
0: Well, we really enjoyed the movie, so thank you so much. But we like to end with some fun holiday questions. So, here we go. For the first question: What is your favorite holiday drink? And you can go first, Annalise.
1: Mm, um, probably like alcoholic beverage. It could be hot cocoa, <laughs> or eggnog, yeah, yeah. Uh, alcohol,
0: whatever, whatever you like.
1: <laughs> um, in Puerto Rico, we have this drink called coquito, which mm-hmm. is um, like I guess you can kind of. Kind of a, a compared to a, a spiked eggnog, but it's rum and and coconut cream, and it's delicious. That's probably my favorite. There you yeah, go. that sounds good. So good,
2: Annalise. Are you gonna make me one of those if we come out and visit? Uh,
1: Once any- I perfect it, because my sister makes killer coquito, and I've yet to perfect it. Then yeah, oh want- yeah, you'll be want- getting gallons. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sean, what about you? What's your favorite? Oh, I'm a total eggnog. Like I love it. It's Mm -hmm. spiked or unspiked. I don't, I honestly don't care. I just, for whatever reason, some people hate eggnog. I'm like, bring it on, bring it on. I gain like five pounds in just eggnog during the holidays.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Okay. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat?
1: Gosh, um, I am not a big sweets person, but, uh,
2: well, a treat doesn't have to be sweet.
1: I guess so. You're right. Ooh. Uh, maybe if I had to pick up a cookie, maybe a sugar cookie, um, or a, what cookie? a sugar cookie. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Or flan. I love flan.
2: Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Flan. Nice mm-hmm. one.
1: Mm-hmm. Hold
2: that out. Hmm. Should... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, I do like like a like a homemade pumpkin pie, uh, with like fresh like homemade whipped cream. That that can be really good. Um, there's these little like tea cookies, like powdered sugar. Oh
0: yeah, mm. like
2: the Russian tea cakes or German. Uh, I think there's some other. Those there's, are good. They're, they're they're similar in a couple of different countries, but yeah, those little they're like little round balls with powdered sugar. My mom makes phenomenal ones. So, um, yum. Those, those I always look forward to.
0: Very good. Well, what is your favorite Christmas song or carol?
2: Duh. Come on. We got this, a new one. We got a this new This is one.
1: Christmas. <laughs> That's my new favorite one. Yeah. But a classic. Um, oh, my gosh. There's so many good ones. I always put on, um, what is it? Uh, like the Bing, Bing Crosby uh, holiday playlist on Spotify. Mm-hmm. So anything Ooh. on there.
2: And Elise, we got a similar yes so yeah. mine mine is also Bing Crosby yeah. but it is it is the little drummer boy peace on oh, earth duet yeah, David Bowie with David Bowie I yeah. listen to oh every- yeah come and I put that thing on repeat it is so <laughs> phenomenal and the two of yeah. them in yeah. the freaking building doing that is so bizarre it's my one of my absolute favorite things ever
1: Oh, so amazing.
0: Yeah. Next question. What is your favorite classic Christmas movie?
2: What's Ellis classic? Does it have to be?
0: Right. You can define it however you want. Oh, okay. But, uh, okay. but yeah, whatever you think.
1: Um, Home Alone, maybe mm-hmm. Home Alone 2 um, and The Holiday with no. Cameron Diaz and yeah. Kate Winslet. Nice. I wouldn't believe
0: I would yeah. say maybe 80% of interviews say Home Alone. It is by far so the most popular answer.
2: That's a good it's one. so good. I, yeah. I got I got two and they're tied for completely different reasons. <laughs> one is called uh, The Family Man with Nicholas mm-hmm. C- Cale- yeah. Taylor. Oh, I haven't
1: I love seen that.
2: I, l- I absolutely adore that movie and the message. It's amazing. Um, and then the other one <laughs> as you nobody can argue it, uh, with me on this and i know i'm not alone but die hard is yeah. <laughs> everybody
1: yeah. says that
0: they like, it it's bruce definitely Will... a christmas movie there's no doubt it's it's yeah. set at a christmas party yeah it, but, he you know, says
2: ho 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 <laughs> well,
0: yeah. i mean it, it
2: is, the whole it thing was is
0: involving christmas... being home for christmas
2: i <laughs> know i was just like, sorry bruce it is a christmas movie yes, even if right. it's it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is. All right.
0: Next question. Which do you like better Scrooge or the Grinch?
1: Ooh. Oh gosh. I don't know. Um, I think I like Scrooge only because I love um, like the classic book and story on it, but I also love the play that's going on in New York right now.
0: Mm-hmm. about oh i know um, i wish i could have seen yeah.
1: that so i'm gonna pick scrooge
0: it's a one-man show right yeah oh that's so cool
2: um yeah i like them both uh i grew up obviously with the dr seuss stuff and always loved that um but i really like some of the shoot-offs of scrooge like i love scrooged with bill murray yeah, is it that- so fun no no is that called scrooged yeah when yeah, I- yeah. Screeched. Okay, I like that one, and I actually really like this brand new spin on it with uh Ryan Reynolds and and yeah, Spirited. Uh, spirited. Mm-hmm. spirited. It's so much fun, I freaking yeah. love that movie. We've already watched it like three times, yeah, yeah <laughs> so so I haven't it, seen I it too. It's actually really good to me, it's an instant classic. I think it's going to be uh, you oh. know, people every year, yeah,
0: so um, good. Uh, I agree, I'm not,
2: I really I'm enjoyed it. I'm not sure.
1: I'm not sure because I haven't seen it yet. I just have been loving all of what I've been reading about it and the, the trailers for it. I'm not sure. Is it a one person play? Which one? I'm not sure. The, the, the Scrooge on Broadway right now because I haven't seen it yet.
0: Oh, I that's what Is I it? thought. It was okay. one person. I'm going to have
1: to Google that. After but this. I could
0: be wrong, but I'm like 90% sure.
1: Okay. I'm going to Google it I because okay. I'm not positive. I don't want to get false <laughs> information out there. <laughs>
0: Okay, which do you like better, clear lights or colored?
1: Clear. Clear. My Christmas tree in the back. We just chose there, there single lights. So
2: <laughs> oh, I'll go. I'll go colored. I, I, I like them both. Uh, I don't know, really mm-hmm. know how to choose, but I'll just uh, I'll represent for the 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 twinkly colored lights. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> would you rather? Would you rather be in a snowball fight or build a snowman? Snowball fight.
2: No question. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well the only thing about building a snowman is that you have to have a lot of snow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only hard part. Yeah. Okay. Would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not?
1: I'm pretty mediocre. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not great. I am the worst.
2: <laughs> it's just so it's so bad. And then I try and cover it all up with bows and stuff. <laughs> This thing's just got five bows on it i don't know why but they're like just yeah.
0: open it <laughs> yeah that's funny all right last question do you have an ugly christmas sweater and what Ooh. does your ugly christmas sweater look like
1: i do not have one to call my own no you need to if you're up there in new york i freezing. know i have tons of sweaters but no ugly <laughs> christmas sweaters i'm gonna have to invest
0: yeah
2: yeah, yeah. i've got need- ai i've got it <laughs> <laughs> It's because uh, you have friends that do those parties, you know, so you got to yeah. show up one. Uh, I have a Star Wars one uh, problem. My ugliest one is, is a reindeer. Um, <laughs> i got to be pretty PG, I think on this interview, <laughs> Red Eagle in front of it and, <laughs> and the Christmas bells are very strategically placed.
1: That's so funny. You have to send a picture now.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> we've got to see this now.
2: <laughs> well,
1: very
0: good. You answered all the questions, so thank you so much, both of you, for coming on. This was a blast. I really enjoyed talking and getting to know both of you. And uh, and people should definitely watch Holiday Harmony if they haven't seen it yet on HBO Max. And uh, and do you want to share it, both of your social medias uh, if people want to follow you on Instagram or or whatever?
1: Yeah, mine's just at my name, Annalise Sappero. Great. pretty easy yeah
2: mm-hmm. build that social media come on, <laughs> yeah. come on. um uh, uh, and this wonderful uh, uh your wonderful social media as well um yeah i'm i'm uh, my name is hard to spell my last name but if you look up director sean you'll you'll you should find me and and okay. sean spelled S H A U N. so you know and there if you go. got at the end you'll definitely find me so <laughs>
0: And I'll put that in the, both of your links in the description. So people can follow you that way. And uh, so thanks so much. And hope you both have a very Merry Christmas. It was great to meet both of you. Thank you for having us. This was fun.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. Really. We really appreciate you having us on.
0: All right. I'd like to thank Sean and Annalise for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to know them I Had a great time talking with them. So let us know what you think about all the different things we've talked about. We'd love to hear your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Round Tomatoes. So check that out. Also make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod, Homeworkies Podcast, all of our social media, except for Facebook, which we're still uh, locked out of. So don't follow us there. Uh, but uh, but if you are listening itunes please leave your ratings and reviews that really helps us a lot and if you are watching on youtube please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we appreciate that so much we also have our patron group which gives you a lot of really fun access uh i bet you we will be having a watch along for holiday harmony before too long i could see that happening we have great watch alongs it's super fun and a way to interact with other fans of these movies and just movies in general please take a look at the Patreon. It really helps us a lot. And I think you definitely get a bang for your buck. And then we also have the merch store, which is a lot of fun. You can get your festive designs and gifts for the postables, hardies, hallmarkies in your life. Check that out. And uh, thanks again to Annalise and Sean. We have so much fun talking to them and Merry Christmas to y'all. Bye everyone.